You are listening to GospelBellsRadio.com, the Christian internet radio with a mission to engage the culture with the mind of Christ. Keep listening and invite others, too. God bless you. Engaging the culture with the mind of Christ. 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 Just give me 
And yes, good morning. Good morning to you. And thank you for joining us this morning on gospelbellsradio.com, your community Christian internet radio with the mission to engage the contemporary culture with the mind of Christ. It's Friday, the fifth day of August 2022. And it's time for... Ask Anything Friday, Ask Anything Friday, today, Friday, the 5th day of August 2022. Uh, you know, our, our regular our regular facilitator on Ask Anything Friday, Dr. Adegwego Gwale, uh, we had a session late yesterday and we discussed that, uh, that, that topical issue, the issue of, of addiction to substances and alcohol. How can a Christian uh, most effectively and positively intervene to help another person who is addicted to substances and 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 alcohol and, and, and i can assure you you are going to find uh, this session most rewarding most rewarding please do invite others just uh just invite others on your whatsapp status or on other social media social media platforms invite your friends to tune in to uh, gospelbellsradio.com for ask anything ask anything friday at the eight o'clock hour we'll be here for on the lord's side christian engagement with news and current and current events so thank you so very much for joining us god bless you god bless you it's going to be a rewarding session so sit back sit back and and be blessed You are listening to GospelBellsRadio.com, the Christian internet radio with a mission to engage the culture with the mind of Christ. Keep listening and invite others, too. God bless you. And yes, God bless you. God bless you indeed. Thank you for joining us today, the fifth day of August 2022, Friday, the fifth day of August 2022, for another episode of Ask Anything. Ask anything on gospelbellsradio.com, your community Christian internet radio with the mission to engage the contemporary culture with the mind of Christ. Uh, for this episode, I had a session with our facilitator, Dr. Adegbe Gogwale. Uh, for those who don't know, Dr. Adegbe Gogwale is a regular feature on Gospel Best Radio, the regular anchor for Ask Anything Friday. He is the chief consultant, or rather, he's a chief consultant psychiatrist at the Neuropsychiatric Hospital, uh, Aro Abiokuta, Southwest Nigeria. He's joining us today by telephone. I mean, we had this session uh, late yesterday, and now we are broadcasting today, the 5th day of August 2022. Doc, thank you so very much for joining us once again. Thank you very much for uh, for having me all the time. It's always a pleasure, always a pleasure. And thank thank you for, for making time out this late to record this session. Well, it's such a joy. Great. To serve the Lord in this way. Great, great, great. So, so for for regular listeners to gospelbestradio.com, you know that uh, uh, on a recent episode of On the Lord's Side, we discussed the sad the sad case of the son of uh, that popular musician, uh, a juju musician turned a gospel musician, Ebenezer Obe. Uh, recently, news broke that his son, one of his sons, died from complications of addiction to substances to alcohol and drugs and uh consequent upon that uh the that musician that gospel musician Ebenezer Obifabi has now decided to start a ministry to minister to minister to those who are addicted to drugs and and substances and and when this question came in the question is how 
can Christians effectively and positively minister to those who are addicted, who are addicted to drugs and substances? And when this question came in, of course, uh, we, we turned to Dr. Adigbo Gwale, who is a psychiatrist and, as you well know, uh, a well-grounded Bible Bible teacher. And, you know, uh, Doc, you, you, you mentioned to me that uh, addiction is quite a broad one that we should divide this at the, at the address of this topic into two. I want to want to talk about addiction to substances and drugs and the other addiction to... Uh, to harmful habits and behavior. Yes, I, I think that will be our best um, approach. Otherwise, Very good. a single episode will be unwieldy. It will be rather long, rather long, and um, will not be very interesting to okay. try to deal with all of them at okay. the same time. Okay. Yes, but if we will focus on alcohol and drug abuse and alcohol and drug addiction today, that's lovely. Yeah, okay, okay, very good. Okay, so let's begin this way. I want to ask you, clinically speaking, uh, when is a person considered an addict? Uh, thank you very much for asking it in that way. Mm. And I would like to start with the fact that when people use psychoactive substances like alcohol and other drugs, mm -hmm. uh, they start usually at the level of use. Okay. They use it for leisure, they use it to achieve other ends. Some people, because they cannot um, speak in public, they like to drink a bit of alcohol that makes them a bit disinhibited. Mm. Some people, it's because of the performance enhancement that these drugs give okay. that they tend to use them for social uh, you know, events, events and things like that. So everybody starts as um, use or at the level of use. Okay. And so we say that you might even go into use by adventure. So young people tend to be adventurous and then they start using because their friends are using and all of that. Mm. At that point, it is a behavior that you control. It is an activity that you control. But from use, you then go to the stage of abuse mm -hmm. in which you continue to use that drug despite negative effects on your life, mm. whether your life biologically speaking, psychologically speaking, or socially speaking. Yeah. And I will talk about that later in brief. And then you move away from abuse to what we call dependence or what people generally term addiction. Mm. So because addiction has a pejorative or a negative or stigmatizing tone to it, yeah. people don't like to be called drug addicts. Addict. Mm -hmm. But that is exactly what happens to them. They become addicted in the sense that the behavior now begins to control them. Mm. So when they start in use, they are in the driver's seat and they're carrying the drug along. Mm. But by the time you come to abuse and addiction, the drug is in the driver's seat and is carrying you along. Mm. So you lose complete control of your life, and that control is in the hands of the drug. Now, I mentioned psychoactive substances. Psycho means mind. Yeah. Active means, or, uh, you know, making your mind active or altering your mind. Yeah. So a psychoactive drug is a drug that alters the way your body and your mind function. Mm. It alters their functioning. And apart from alcohol, which is a legal drug, by the way, we have other drugs that could be psychoactive, like caffeine, in which you have maybe Nescafe or tea bags, yeah. or certain drinks, energy drinks, uh, some other drugs, I mean, some other drinks that could contain uh, cola. All of these things have caffeine in them. Yeah. And it is that caffeine that gives people the kick. You'll find people who are addicted to Coca-Cola, you'll be surprised. Yeah. They take almost 10 bottles of Coca-Cola yeah, a day. Yeah, I'm but I'm if I'm they are not that. taking it, they don't feel well. Mm. So 
People say on the average that you have about six cubes of sugar in one bottle of Coca-Cola, mm. a 30-cell bottle. I'm not sure. That's what they say. But roughly, if you say you've got six and you take 10 in a day, you have roughly flushed about six thick cubes of mm, sugar, sugar into your, your body mm. in a single day, all because you want the caffeine from the Coca-Cola. So in any case, you use it because it alters the way your mind functions. It makes mm. you feel happier. It makes you feel ready to go. It activates you. And that is basically the thing about the uh, psychoactive substance, substance, alcohol and other drugs. So I've mentioned things containing caffeine, uh, uh, nicotine, which is tobacco. Uh, you can also have cocaine, heroin. People use some capsules that are painkillers and they get addicted to them and mm. all of that. These are the psychoactive substances to which people can be addicted. addicted. An addiction is moving from when you start using as an adventure, as something that you can control, to the time when it begins to control, to you. control you. So as mm. doctors, how do we know exactly. that this thing has started controlling you? Exactly. So we have some criteria in our diagnostic manuals okay. that guide us to tell whether somebody is now in a state of abusing a drug or has actually come into the state of addiction or the state of um, being dependent on that, on drug. that drug. So yeah. clinically we say the person is drug dependent and socially people say these people are addicts. By the way, when you start using, the drugs would not have had would not have permanently altered your brain mm -hmm. but once you become an addict there are near permanent changes in the brain that neuroimaging studies have shown so wow. certain aspects of the brain become so changed that in some people the changes are permanent mm -hmm. in some other people the changes are still reversible for example alcohol damages some brain areas so badly that people begin to have memory problems so these drugs are not as harmless as they, as they seem. Mm. So I was saying that as an addict, there could be changes in the brain that are temporary and changes that could be permanent. At the time you start using, those changes are hardly ever significant. Now, what are those things we will see? Mm -hmm. In abuse, the main thing is that you keep using the drug despite evidence that it is harming you. So we exactly. call abuse harmful use. harmful use, a maladaptive pattern of drug use, despite evidence of harm. Now, this harm can be physical, can be social, can be psychological. Yeah. So if somebody uses a drug that makes him unable to sleep or makes him hear voices and he continues to use it, though he may be able to control the drug use to a point, he is beginning to use that drug maladaptively and we say is abusing the drug now what about somebody who is already dependent number one the person will have such a strong urge to use that substance that you will find difficult to control yeah number two the person will be unable to control the onset of drug use in on any given day the level of drug use or the termination of drug use those three things you mm. will not be able to tell this is when i will start drinking he will just start drinking because he can't help it. He must start now. Yeah. And then he will not be able to tell, I will take only one bottle. He will not even be able to control the number of bottles he'll be taking. Mm. And then when it is time to say, I've had enough, he's unable to say that. To say that yeah. Number three, the person finds out that though he started with smaller doses of the drug, 
it now needs more, more to be able to get the same effect exactly or the former dose is no longer giving the same effect number four we say the person can have withdrawal features the person would feel unwell have untoward reactions maybe unable to sleep maybe shaking mm. may even be going into seizures when yeah. he's not able to get the drug to use so those who have uh, addiction to cocaine addiction to heroin mm. they experience what you call johnson they some of them will be having running nose they'll be yeah. having symptoms that look like catarrhous or stuffiness they may have diarrhea body pains they may be vomiting mm. and a, a few other symptoms like that and then apart from this the person will change the priorities of his life mm. to focus only on the drug use on the drug use so the person will neglect alternative sources of pleasure that drug use will be the only thing that the person will be will be focusing on mm. and of course the person will continue to use it despite evidence of harm mm. so those are the things that tell us if a person is abusing as well as when a person is addicted. It's addicted. Let me stop there. Okay, good, good. Thank you, thank you so very much. Now, when you mention, you know, some other uh, not so usual uh, addiction, for example, people who are addicted to Coca-Cola. Now, this question came to my mind. So, uh, addiction, uh, what causes it? Is it that some substances are in themselves addictive, or is it that uh, the human body, if not properly tamed, tends to become dependent on 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 drugs and substances that give certain sensations uh, so what's the cause because if we don't understand the cause you know uh, then we may not be able to uh, to help those who are who are suffering from it all right thank you very much you've brought up a very important uh, you know concept or issue here yeah now biochemically speaking mm. there are certain drugs that have what you call addiction potential Good. or addictive potential mm. they can lead to addiction but there are those that do not lead to addiction but people become addicted to the pleasure or the the feelings that they give mm -hmm. now see. what underlies addiction is that there are certain brain areas okay that release what we call the pleasure chemical dopamine i see so when you do anything that gives you pleasure, it produces dopamine in yeah. your brain. Yeah. And you feel a sense of reward, reward. a sense of satisfaction. Mm. So some people, sex gives them that sort of satisfaction. Some people is watching TV. Some people is watching football or something. Mm. Now, some of these other behaviors or some of these substances, like even those who like to take Panadol or, for example, an analgesic like Alabokun, yeah. they may not have any addiction producing element, but the feeling it gives releases mm. dopamine. There's a release of dopamine into the brain. Into the brain. And that, in effect, may make the person get used to that feeling of pleasure or relaxation or euphoria. And the person will always want to do that thing now for example there is hardly any food that is addictive unless that food contains some of these addictive agents like maybe uh, uh, caffeine, caffeine or something like yeah. that but you find people who are obese and they cannot stop eating there are there are many other factors that might come into play some people are depressed and they use eating to cope some people they eat because they have difficulty with self-regulation generally mm. yeah. it's not just about food about anything anything and 
you, it would then look like they are addicted to food. No, that is not principally addiction. Exactly. But whatever you like to do all the time and gives you pleasure also hinges on the same principle of addiction in which dopamine is released into the brain when you eat that thing, drink that thing, or do that sort of activity. So back to your question, mm. some agents, food or, or drink, may be addictive in themselves. Some, they are not addictive in themselves, but the feeling or the pleasure they produce make the individual want to continue to do them or eat them or drink them. And then it will also mimic addiction. I see. I see. So so it, it appears to me that even in discussing um, addiction to substances, uh, we perhaps should also make a decision between, you know, the addiction to harmful substances and then addiction to, uh, and distinguish that from addiction to, you know, things like maybe food or uh, or maybe Coca-Cola. Now, now addiction to Coca-Cola, I can understand, uh, medically speaking, uh, may eventually uh, result in damage to one's health. Uh, but I think there is a sense in distinguishing that from addiction to things like heroin and and, um, and weed. <laughs> and, you know, those things that uh, we have observed over uh, the illegal. years can... Exactly, exactly. Things that can cause real damage to, to life, to lifestyle, to uh, people's uh, social relationships, and in, I mean, to, to, to their general uh, general usefulness in the society. Yeah, but I mean, I must be honest with you. Mm. I, I will try to be objective here. Yeah, please do. You can only divide them mm. into addiction to legal or licit substances. Okay, good. And illicit substances uh, exactly. at the end okay. of the day yeah it is a person's life story that will determine whether it is harmful mm. or not you're right you're i right. will agree you're that right. all illicit substances mm. would be harmful exactly. ultimately okay ultimately and, and now just let me question you a bit because we are now going to an area that we must talk about today and that's about um, drugs the classification and reclassification of drugs nowadays now you know that uh, in some states in the u.s some parts of europe uh, governments are leading the charge in advocating for the recreational use of substances that in the past were considered illicit uh, illegal and harmful, including uh, heroin in some cases, um, and then uh, marijuana mostly. Uh, now they are reclassified, and uh, people are advised to use them for recreational purposes. And, and these, are, these are some of the issues that we want to discuss today. To say that, look, uh, <laughs> what would be your view on that? On view of that, because if we were to go by that definition that says, well. Uh, addiction to illicit drugs and uh, substances, and then to those that are not um, that are not illegal. I mean, it appears the lines are, are blurred now. Uh, yeah, I mean, I agree with you. Mm. You know, we are in a woke mentality world. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Where all that matters is how this thing makes you feel, feel. Yeah. as a person. Yes. And it's frankly nobody else's business, not your parents' business, not the government's business. You can do what you like. Mm. And Apostle Paul was very definite in yeah. his prophetic declaration mm. in second timothy chapter 3 when mm. he was talking about our warning regarding the perilous times exactly that shall come that shall come he said one of the defining elements of that age will be that men will be lovers, lovers of, of themselves yeah 
the other defining element is that men would not want any form of restraint and that's what you are finding the blurring of the lines is a casting off of reasonable restraint. restraint exactly research has shown consistently that when people use cannabis mm. it heightens the risk of psychotic breakdown yeah the development islands that's what the research has shown and it has further shown that the higher the dose you use the higher the risk mm. and in science that's those are two critical issues when we talk about causality we talk about temporality we talk about uh, uh, you know uh, uh we talk about those response relationships yes and we have found those two of course there are other factors before we say something causes something mm. but those two are very key we have been able to show that when you use this thing causes i mean it is associated with mental illness and the more you use it the greater the likelihood that you will have mental illness and now that's what people are saying you can use recreationally now i'm not going to get into the argument as to the medical marijuana marijuana mm. uh, because i am a very clear believer in the word of god and god was the one who created cannabis sativa god must have created it for, for a purpose. purpose good i don't want to insist that god created it so that people who have terminal illness like uh, cancer, cancer with a lot of pain, pain yeah. can benefit from it i don't know but if that were the context of use why not the person is dying mm -hmm. we are trusting god for divine healing but with this cannabis, the person can feel can better. Cope with the pain. Why not use it? Cocaine is a local anesthetic. So if anybody says, oh, cocaine is a sin, the person clearly does not understand the science of cocaine. When you sniff it, it becomes an abuse of something good that mm -hmm. God created. Mm -hmm. I mean, look at ethanol. Ethanol is a very powerful disinfectant. Yeah. Maybe it was never meant for us to be drinking, to be drinking the way we are drinking. Exactly. So at the end of the day, it's our gradual casting off of restraint mm. that eventually brings us into the real Armageddon of the last days mm. where there will be serious, serious catastrophe. Now, we are still having the, the difference between licit and illicit substances. Yeah. And you are having higher rates of mental disorders in society, people presenting with more serious psychotic problems because of drug use. And that is when you are now sort of uh, promulgating that scenario that you can use it for recreational uses yeah. i mean can you see what Nkurumiri is doing in the southeastern part of this country as well mm. as in the southwest, southwest if not yeah. in the northeast with mm. i mean in the north uh, northern parts of the country all sorts of substances littering our streets and that's the stage where we are where we are still looking for more of these substances to use so in my view i think that whether licit or illicit mm. ultimately when you get addicted to any substance it will become harmful but i know that the illicit ones ipso facto will mm. constitute harm because first they will damage your social life mm -hmm. because once you start using them you become a criminal i mean so they are inherently harmful i mean look at coca-cola for example mm -hmm. there's nothing harmful about drinking a bottle of coke but when you become addicted to Coca-Cola and you are pumping yourself with caffeine and without it, you can't function, it becomes harmful to you because that caffeine increases your heart rate and it increases the energy with which your heart muscles contract. Some people eventually with long-term use, they begin to have tremors, their hands should be shaking. Mm. 
So if you drink a lot of tea, a lot of nest, a lot of nest coffee, that is coffee, and you can't do without it, long term there may be some consequences. At least we know that caffeine, to a large extent, is licit. Don't you see the rate at which people drink? People use energy drinks these yeah, days. That's true. Everybody is on one energy drink because or the other. Yeah. I'm on radio, so I will not mention names not to damage yeah. a brand. Mm-hmm. But the truth of the matter is people are using all these drinks and they're getting used to them. Some of them are not that addictive. Some of them are because they contain some natural uh, uh, agents that are, in, uh, that are stimulants mm-hmm. and some contain caffeine in addition to those naturally occurring stimulants. So you can see that ultimately, if somebody is always working on stimulants, his system will be so overstimulated that the only way to go will be to break down at some point or the other. It may not be a psychotic breakdown. It may be, yes. a, it may be burnt out emotionally. It may even have a physical breakdown. Mm. Uh, so that's where I'm going to try to put it. Yes, there is a distinction. But ultimately, if there is addiction in the picture, even what you consider to be a legal substance, will eventually be harmful. I mean, look at alcohol and tobacco. These two substances are the most legal substances you can ever exactly, talk about exactly. in any part of the world, of the world, except in probably the Islamic, Islamic world, yeah, where yeah. there is a religious aversion to the use of uh, alcohol, alcohol, but they tolerate secret smoking. <laughs> now, these two have been implicated in diverse psychological and physical health problems mm-hmm. for so long. Mm. And I will tell you that at least there will be a minimum of 3 billion smokers all over the world. Hmm. That, that's what, if I remember the figures correctly, yeah. I, I'm not very clear now, but large number of smokers, and they will put it on the packet of the c- cigarettes. Smokers are liable to die young. young. You, you will sit there, and hmm. then you will still take out the stick and start smoking it. The research linking cigarette smoking with lung cancer is a very strong one. Why we cannot say cigarettes most smoking causes lung cancer, even tobacco companies have faced a lot of backlash because of that association from science. Mm-hmm. There is a clear association between tobacco smoking and lung cancer. Not just lung cancer, cancer of the lips, mm-hmm. cancer of the tongue, mm-hmm. cancer of the of the of the of the of the uh, esophagus, cancer of the of the stomach. So many of them. Not to talk of the risk it also has for systemic hypertension, like the alcohol too. In a, uh, like I always say, from what we have read in medicine, alcohol damages every part of your body, from the hair on your head to the sole of your feet. Every part of the body is damaged by alcohol. I mean, I'm convinced beyond reasonable doubt that God never intended for us to drink alcohol in any substantial mm. uh, amount. I'm not saying that God never allowed us to drink alcohol at all. I mean, I see Noah, God's friend, yeah. who drank alcohol. alcohol. I've, I've got no problems with uh, seeing Noah, somebody who drank alcohol. I, I, I saw Jesus in John chapter 2, mm. turning water into wine. wine. Some people have argued that his wine was without <laughs> alcohol. I laugh. I said, where did you read that in your Bible? That the one that Jesus made had yeah. no alcohol. Okay. And he never said so. I suspect it had alcohol, but I don't think that Jesus gave them wine at that uh, ceremony so that they would get drunk. No, mm. I think the Bible tells us that wine has a place in making the heart of a man merry. Yes. Then it goes on to tell us how dangerous it is. Mm. So what is the Lord really telling us? He's telling us 
that this thing though it might have its uses is something that if you do without it it will be best for you that is my whole summary from scripture when people say oh no a little wine does the heart some good mm -hmm. i say so when you don't take the wine does it do your heart any evil <laughs> not at all exactly. and the risk of addiction comes when you start to use from use to abuse from abuse to addiction so for me i have read my bible i see in proverbs chapter 20 it tells us that wine is a mocker and strong drink a brawler whoever is deceived thereby is not wise and i tell people that's a proverbial caution a proverbial instruction so it's actually deeper than it appears to look like on the surface so god is telling you that the very nature of alcohol is that it is a mocker mm. that its conceptual basis is that it is a brawler mm -hmm. and that within its usage deceit is not far why will you be dealing with such an inherited dangerous substance exactly. in my view so for me i tell my patients if you abstinence is better abstinence is abstinence better, better. Uh, but for you to say well i will use it in moderate uh, doses well that's up to you i, I thank god i am a teetotaler and uh, exactly. i'm grateful to god for that. for that yeah i know there are christian groups who do not preach against alcohol and i'm not advancing a preaching against alcohol i, I just say that uh, from my position as a abstinence is a better as, approach as a, as a, what did you say that abstinence is a better approach to any addictive substance yeah it's a better approach mm. of course in our world of today they talk about harm reduction and substitution exactly. therapies exactly. and i have been at a conference once where we had now substituted one substance from for the other and it was not difficult to win the patient of oh, the substitute. Imagine, imagine. <laughs> <laughs> imagine. Okay. Thank you so very much. You've been listening to the voice of Dr. Adegwe Gogwale. He is a chief consultant psychiatrist at the Neuropsychiatric Hospital at Rabekuta, Southwest Nigeria. He's also, also a Bible teacher and a regular um, anchor on Ask Anything Friday on GospelBearsRadio.com. The question today is, how can a Christian effectively and positively intervene in helping a person addicted to substances and harmful habits. And now you have listened to Dr. Ribu Gwale giving us um, a, a sort of introduction to this topic, uh, the danger of addiction and uh, the, the root causes, uh, the root cause of addiction. Now, when we return, uh, we are going to listen to him, led by the Holy Spirit, and of course, the, his experience, his professional experience to, uh, to lead us in, uh, in, in preparing for a ministry to minister to and help uh, those who are addicted to to substances so do please stay with us and we'll be back shortly you are listening to gospelbellsradio.com the christian internet radio with a mission to engage the culture with the mind of christ Keep listening and invite others, too. God bless you. And yes, God bless you indeed. We are back, Doc. Uh, thank you so very much. Thank you very much. Good, good, good. Thanks for staying with us. Now, now let's go to the, to the concluding part of this, of this discourse. How can a Christian effectively and positively intervene in helping a person addicted to substances? Yeah, thank you very much, Brother Femi. Okay, thank God. Um, well, I think the first thing is 
my heart goes out to that uh, our elder who lost a son or a child exactly, to yes. the problems mm -hmm. or the dangers of drug abuse mm. um, or drug addiction. Yes. Well, what I think is first important yes. is that as Christians, we must be able to identify this the telltale signs mm, the telltale signs whether with our friends or with family members or with church members or people around us because in some cases the person who is an addict will mm. hide that uh, problem absolutely will hide that behavior absolutely and his life will continue to be in shambles mm. so how do we what are the telltale signs how do we recognize them and that will be very helpful for parents as well so the first thing is we might notice a change in the person's behavior across settings mm. maybe somebody who will usually be fastidious scrupulous you know keeping to time doing things on time organized is no longer organized yeah it's no longer doing things in a timely fashion is no longer doing things in a way to show a sense of responsibility because when people start doing drugs they become irresponsible mm. then you look at the way they spend their money so the fellow will usually be able to manage five thousand over five days or over seven days mm. now every time he's asking for a raise asking for support and yeah, things like that yeah. it might be a pointer that's, then that's when you begin to see people changing friends and changing hours in which they stay at home and go out you need to begin to ask the question so where do you go to where are these people you relate with mm. and for parents it's important let your friends your children bring their friends home and if Good. possible go out with your children whenever you can whenever they allow you and if then you are not going out with them the best thing is for them to bring their friends home and if they don't want to bring their friends home ask about those friends and their own homes and see how the friends of your children can become your friends or the parents of the friends of your children can become your friends that way particularly with adolescent children you'll be able to pick a problem quite early, quite early. for parents or people who are close to those who may be in this sort of problem they may be able to check through their things when they are not there yes people will say ah well you are trying to invade the privacy particularly with parents not with friends with parents yeah where you have children living under your roof. roof when they are not in the house it will be a sensible thing to go and look through their things in a decent way yes. not in a way as to suggest that somebody had been there just to see that there are no strange objects there are no strangers substances lying around the room which would be the first point actually some parents first picked this when they went to their children's bags or rooms when they were not there so sometimes children you had not known were already sexually active they will find condoms in their bags they will find white whitish looking powders they will find some rocky looking substance they will mm. find weed they will find half smoked cigarettes and the parents will just get into a state of panic but eventually that's a sign that something is going on and they can intervene then we come to certain other signs like the changes in the color of the teeth changes mm. in the color of the lips heavy perfume uh, always trying to lick Tom Tom or yeah, something that's called yeah, mental yeah. to be able to bury the odor and mm. things like that. Mm -hmm. These are signs that we all should be sensitive to. So 
we have not found a brother or a child or a relative or a Christian a church member who has this problem. How do we approach it? We approach it by developing a relationship that can allow for confidence. So if you don't have a relationship, you can't go to somebody, I suspect they are smoking cigarettes. What will the person tell you? Well, you are mistaken. And that exactly. will be the end of the discussion. Yeah. But once you now develop a relationship in which the person can see as a support and can confide in you, then the person can be approached. I have noticed a few things. Is there anything the matter? The person says there is no matter. Then you press for that because that's like a, a, you know, a sort of a graded approach. Mm -hmm. And then you go on to say, when people begin to do this, it may be because they are changing their friends, they are changing what they are eating or drinking or places they are going to. I'm not changing anything then. And sometimes these changes I'm talking about may be related to maybe even using drugs. And I'm not talking of hard drugs. The person might just have started tasting alcohol. And there are many forms of alcohol like, uh, like you can tell. Some of them are not even marketed as alcohol directly. They are marketed as sex enhancing products. So Balaja, Baby Oku, Bajina, to all sorts of funny street names. Okay? And then the fellow says, well, I don't drink alcohol, but I use Bajina or I drink something like Bullet. Bullet is uh, chocolate mixed with uh, vodka. Vodka, by the way, is about 40% ethanol. Mm. I mean, so 40. the person now says, well, I drink Bullet. And well, and uh, uncle, I didn't want to say before, there's hardly any day I don't drink it. And then the person can confide in you. So the person has confided in you or you have gotten the person to confide in you. The next thing is that you must not judge the person. Now, the Bible says in Matthew chapter 7, and it's very important for us to bear this in mind. Okay. Matthew chapter 7. There is a reason why the Bible gives us this instruction. Matthew chapter 7 verse 7. Okay, the Bible yeah. says, judge not. I mean verse 1. Judge yeah. not that ye be not judged. For with what judgment ye judge, ye shall be judged. And with what measure ye meet, it shall be measured to you yeah. again. Now what is the problem with judgment? Verse 3, and why beholdest thou the mote that is in thy brother's eye, but considerest not the beam that is in thine own eye? When you begin to judge, you begin to lose sight of the major and you focus on the minor. And you will leave the uh, you will not focus on the major because your focus is on the minor. The minor yeah. Eventually that turns you into a hypocrite. Mm -hmm. Let me explain. A father who is judging the fact that his son is an addict will then hide that problem from somebody in church or at work who will be able to help them. So making his family look like it's a perfect family. Exactly. When he should have exactly. cried out that my son is in trouble. Exactly. Rather than my son is a bad boy. My son has joined a bad gang. These are the judgments that limit people's ability to intervene. Absolutely. Some parents will come to me and say, I know it's not his fault, it's the bad friends he's uh, moving around with. And I just smile and I say, well, how can that help us? He has not told us anybody lay him on the floor and forced any cannabis yeah, exactly. into his mouth. His mouth. The man wanted to smoke cannabis. He only found some help with friends. Why don't we see that this boy is in trouble? We are not saying that he's a bad boy. Mm. Don't get me wrong. Mm -hmm. Judge not does not suggest that there has been no moral failure. Absolutely. But God is saying to you, do not focus on the moral failure. Focus on the problem that the moral failure constitutes. 
leave the judgment of the moral failure to God. Mm -hmm. And you see, John chapter 8 now tells me that even when God judges, he judges in mercy and not with mere judgment. So why don't you leave that which is God's in God's hands and focus on that which is human, which is to recognize that this person who is now addicted to cannabis or to cocaine or to heroin is in trouble rather than being a troublemaker. There was one of our very senior colleagues in public health who said that those who make trouble in society more often than not are in trouble themselves. So instead of focusing on them as being troublemakers and rabble rousers, mm. why don't you imagine that they too could be in trouble themselves? themselves. Somebody will say, uh, am I not being permissive? Am I not being, uh, am I not going to be encouraging and enabling bad behavior? No, 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 no. I'm saying that the environment that provides help is an environment of love, compassion, understanding, and mercy is not an environment of judgment and hypocrisy for this person's problem is addiction if god were to x-ray your own life and my own life there will be things there that god can judge actually too that is what the bible is saying yeah. saying the problem of another person which you are judging on is not different from your problem that you are hiding away that makes you a hypocrite leave all those problems and focus on this brother's problem so when we now see how to focus on the brother or sister's problem, what are the two approaches that we must now adopt? There is the approach of the biological, psychological, and social, where the person can get help from trained professionals. Let us ensure that we guide and support the person into the hands of trained professionals always. Jesus was saying that the sick are the ones who need physicians. And that those who are not sick, they do not need physicians. Thereby suggesting that is not saying do not seek orthodox help or medical help when you have a medical condition. No wonder he was telling the lepers, as you are going, go and show yourself to the priests. Mm -hmm. The priests from the book of Leviticus were those who were sort of um, ordained to declare fitness in conditions of leprosy. And I will see the priest now as sort of um, sort of analogous to those of us who are like priests in the temple of medicine. I use that loosely. I'm not yeah, talking of yeah. idolatry. I'm just saying we uh, are like priests yeah. because we are doctors who are trained to be able to say this person is unwell, but he's now cured, he's now well, and these are the things you need to do. So let's follow that biopsychosocial approach. The biological, if there's a need to give drugs, the psychological, psychotherapy is very helpful in substance abuse problems. As a matter of fact, in dealing with substance abuse at the medical level, there are four steps. The first step is the step of assessment. When the person comes in and we make a diagnosis of all the problems. The second step is detoxification, where we, we help the person to stay away from the substances and get those toxic, toxic substances out of his system. The third stage is the stage of psychotherapy, which can be both group psychotherapy and individual psychotherapy. And the last stage is the stage of rehabilitation as well as social reintegration. These things are very important and they take time. In mm -hmm. some cases, six months. In some cases, one year, they take time. Now we go to the next stage of the spiritual now, why I'm bringing this up mm. is because addiction is not just 
about medical disease addiction is a reflection of the fallen state of man absolutely a man who is addicted is living under the power of something that's true and the bible says that for every such person there is a bondage and we see that in isaiah chapter 49 isaiah chapter 49 isaiah chapter 49 i will try to make that short okay so that we can close this uh, session isaiah chapter 49 i will start reading from verse 24 the bible says shall the prey be taken from the mighty yeah. or the lawful captive delivered in this case the addict submitted himself to the captivity of the substance mm. but thus yet the lord there is a voice of god speaking into such a situation and we must now take that brother into god's hand exactly i must confess to you that even in the biomedical model mm. of psychotherapy for drug abuse there is a very effective model called the 12-steps model mm. for treating drug addiction and central to that model is the recognition of the place of god and that okay. is something that is acceptable across religions across different uh, spheres of treatment the 12-steps mm. model has been found effective okay. so i know from both professional practice and mm. my knowledge of scriptures that when we allow the lord to speak to the heart of a brother or a sister you will find that 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 person can actually receive redemption and deliverance he says even the captives of the mighty shall be taken away and the prey of the terrible shall be delivered for i will contend with them that contended with thee and i will save thy children so there are two levels to this there is a level of interacting with the brother if that person has backslid is no longer a committed believer the person should rededicate his life you see we see that in numbers chapter 21 when they were beaten by the serpent let's see the serpent now the fiery serpent of drug addiction cocaine addiction mm. you don't focus on that bite of the serpent you look up at the brazen serpent who is jesus for the bible says in john chapter 8 verse 36 and if the son shall set you free shall you shall free be indeed. free indeed what about the place of prayer you are interacting with the brother you are encouraging the brother to start reading his bible to start praying you are in, uh, encouraging him to engage in christian fellowship and baptism with the holy spirit is also very important for the bible says and you shall receive power when the holy ghost shall come upon you mm. to be a faithful witness is beyond just preaching it's about living the life of victory so even the Holy Ghost baptism that that brother in all honesty and willingness, in all commitment and the integrity of his heart or brother or that sister is willing to come into, can give him power. Now, addiction is one substance having power over you. Mm. If the power of the Holy Spirit comes upon you, will you not have that power that breaks all powers? Absolutely. The Bible tells us in Romans chapter 8, verse 11, says that if the spirit of him that raised Christ from the dead dwell in you, says he shall quicken your mortal body by the same spirit that raised christ from the dead, from the dead. and you see the centrality of the power of jesus yes. in helping us to recover even from addiction and finally the bible says that uh, that's in psalm 107 verse 20 the bible says he sent forth his word and he healed them mm -hmm. and delivered them from their destructions now substance addiction is a destruction and as the person continues to study the word of god the word of God will begin to give him inner strength and power to be able to deal with the drug addiction problems. To conclude, I'm saying that as Christians, we must 
identify, we must investigate, and we must accept that if there is a problem, when we find that an investigation has yielded, there is a problem, that there is a problem, we do not judge. We deal with that person in love, in understanding, in mercy, in compassion, mm. not being hypocrites ourselves. Then we divert them to the help of the biomedical model, the biopsychosocial approach. And then we also look at the spiritual approach where we have them to be restored in their relationship with Jesus. And we also, we bear them up in the place of prayer. The Bible says in Philippians chapter 4, verse 6 to 7, let me end there. Mm. It says, be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your request be made known unto God. And the peace of God be passed all understanding, understanding. Shall guard your hearts and your minds through Christ Jesus. As we spend time in the place of prayer, the weapons of our warfare being not carnal, they will be mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds in the lives of the addict. It will bring down anything that exalted itself against the knowledge of the Lord. Oh, yes. And bring all those urges and thoughts to the subjection under the authority of Jesus. That the disobedience of addiction over the life of that brother will be punished when our own obedience is complete. It's complete. I thank the Lord for this opportunity to share with us tonight. Yes, and thank you so very much, Doc. You've been listening to the voice of Dr. Adegwega Ogunwale, Chief Consultant Psychiatrist at the Nero Psychiatric Hospital, Aro Abiokuta, Southwest Nigeria, and um, a Bible teacher, our resource person on Gospel Best Radio. And we thank God for all the list that has led him to, to address this question, how a Christian can positively and effectively intervene in helping a person addicted to substances. Uh, he has mentioned that abstinence, abstinence is the wiser, the better response to any addictive substance. Abstinence is the wiser approach. And, and I hope that uh, someone out there will, will, will accept that, will accept that as the wise option to, uh, to dealing with addictive substances. He has, he has shared with us practical tips are uh, rooted in, in science as to how we can identify signs of addiction in, in, in our loved ones and what our response should be and finally he has emphasized the centrality of the power of jesus christ to deliver even from addiction to these substances thank you so very much dog this has been a blessing god bless you very good thank you very much profemi it's been a pleasure thank you god. god all the glory thank you so please say what of prayers we bring this decision to a close Father, we thank you very much for our session tonight. Thank you, Lord. Uh, which is being aired this morning. Yes, Lord. We thank you, Lord, because of the truth of your word. We thank you for the capacity that we have as your children. Thank you, Lord. When it comes to challenges of the fallen life, we have that grace to live above the fallen life mm. and to be more than conquerors. Lord, we ask for those who are under the, the bondage of drug abuse or any form of addiction, we ask, O oh God, that if they have not yet come to know the Lord Jesus as their personal Lord and Savior, be they friends or acquaintances or church members, we ask that you will open their eyes that they may see the brazen serpent, Amen. that they may see Amen. the risen Christ, Amen. that they may see the one who is lifted up so that he will draw them unto himself. Man. every kind of veil covering their hearts and drawing them back from yielding their lives to you. 
we say be turned away, may they receive grace to yield to the voice of the master saying, come. Mm -hmm. And as they come forward, may they begin to experience the victory that is over every sin, Amen. that is over every weakness, that is over every moral failure. Amen. The Bible says in these things, we are more than conquerors mm -hmm. through Christ who loved us. Lord, we ask in the name of Jesus that you begin to know that true life of victory. We ask for families who are going through trying times because one member of the family is in uh, an, uh, a problem of addiction, one problem of addiction or the other. We ask in the name of Jesus that you will grant them the grace to be compassionate, Amen. the grace to be understanding, Amen. the grace not to judge, but to seek help together as those who love one another in the name of Jesus. Amen. When people go through circumstances like this, their hearts are agitated and mm -hmm. they are filled with the burden of caring for somebody who is an addict well today, not well tomorrow. Mm -hmm. I pray for them that by prayer and supplication, making their request known unto God through us this evening, May their hearts be guarded with your peace that is beyond human understanding Amen. in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. If there be anyone who is still laboring under the power of addiction for several years till tonight, who has had treatment and yet had relapsed, I send the word of God to you wherever you may be on the face of this earth. In Africa, in Asia, in in Europe, in 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 in, in uh, Australia, in in America, wherever you may be, the Bible says He sent for this word and He healed them mm -hmm. and delivered them from their destructions. I send the word of God to you wherever you may be. Receive a deliverance right now from that destructive Amen. effect of drug use in the name of Jesus. Amen. Receive grace to be consistent in your work where Amen. you have started working with God. May you know the life of victory in the name of Jesus. Amen. We thank you, Lord, for Gospel Bells Radio thank you, and this platform and the opportunity to educate one another and to grow in the light of your grace. We ask in the name of Jesus that the Gospel Bells Radio will go from strength to strength, Amen. from power to power. Amen. On every side you will prevail. Your voice will never be silenced. Amen. Father, we give you glory forevermore. Hallelujah. We know that grace is greater than every sin. Mm -hmm. The Bible says where sin abounds, their grace abounded much more. Much more. Pray for every person under the sound of my voice. Receive abundant grace. Amen. Thank you, Father, for answered prayers. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name, we are prayed. Amen. 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 Thank you so very much, Doc. God bless you very good. Thank you very much, Brother Femi. Thank God. Thank God. You are listening to GospelBellsRadio.com, the Christian internet radio with a mission to engage the culture with the mind of Christ. Keep listening and invite others, too. God bless you. Engaging the culture with the mind of Christ. Engaging the culture with the mind of Christ.